Blue Grace and Peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It's your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sam. And you are now listening to Can I Be Honest? Can I be honest? I'm super excited to have this conversation uh, this week. It's Haitian Heritage Month, so I wanted to um, highlight some of uh, the people. uh, Well, I want to highlight Haitian culture first. And then secondly, I wanted to highlight some of my Haitian friends, specifically those who are doing like are operating in their branding giftings, you know, like, you know, um, you know, the arts or culinary arts or, you know, mental health awareness or whatever. Um, uh, So it's really exciting that for me, I get to have a conversation with people that I've known for 20 years plus. Um, Many of them, at least uh, the interviews for this month of May is going to be geared towards exposing you all to kind of uh, the background of being Haitian. Um, and just kind of uh, t- talking honestly with some of my friends that I've known for a uh, a stint, a small, long time stint. I'm really thankful um, to uh, specifically in this episode be having a conversation with um, one of my good friends, Daphne Eugene, a.k.a. The Vine Beauty, B.K.A. Chef Daphne Eugene, who is a chef in Germany. Now, the... Um, audio we did this via zoom may be a little sketchy um but that's because um obviously we're i don't know some stuff but i still hope that you guys enjoy it and and i hope to get some feedback from you all thank you so much for the feedback that you guys have been giving me so far though like for real for real <laughs> you guys are actually listening <laughs> all right now um let's get into our conversation with uh Divine Beauty, a.k.a. Chef Daphne UG, B.k.a. one of my friends that I've known forever. But first, a message from our sponsor. excited um turn off my heater so you can actually hear me i'm super excited Wait, you hear like the fan in the background or I you hear any fan? okay i wasn't sure i am super duper excited to have one of my long term homies like we've been friends uh for over 20 years yes have uh, grown up together we went to the same church we went yeah undergraduate institution immediately after we graduated we graduated around the same time or immediately after we graduated we spent time at my mom's house pondering what it <laughs> would be like <laughs> 10 years from now <laughs> trying to figure things out and i am so like it, it it's so befitting that uh that one of the people that i like i uh i did a lot of my work she was in my first wedding <laughs> party. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, she was who um, kind of helped uh, me transition uh, naturally into going to um, uh, to to undergraduate seamlessly. Um, at Go Gators. Home of the Gators. Um, 
and um, just kind of like as far as growing up, we did a lot of growing up with each other. So it's only fitting that she would be the first one that helps me in trying to navigate this whole um, social media platform podcast interview style thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so happy to have Chef Daphne Eugene, aka the Vine or the Vine, aka Chef Daphne Eugene. Which one do you want to go by? Uh, I I go by Daph, Daphne. Y'all are right now. <laughs> but you know I mean? You do so you don't want to something too. So you, know, you got to make sure that I give you the. If you were a doctor, I would say Doctor Daphne Eugene. If you were, <laughs> which we thought about being, <laughs> I would say Daphne Eugene Esquire. <laughs> true. This is completely true. And I mean, that dream has packed its bags and left. So um, yeah, the law dream, the law dream, the law dream. But um, clearly, um, but it's been a it's been a, a good ride. I mean, like you said, you know, growing up together, church and everything like that, a lot of similar items and stuff. But um, I'm happy to see where we are right now. Like, I'm happy to see our growth. I'm happy to see, you know, that we, you know, merge into different fields, but yet we still stay connected one way or the other. So that's one thing I'm definitely um, happy about. And just you know glad we still have that connection you know right because it's so easy like you don't even live in the united states so while we out here right battling trump and stuff you out here just living your whole good life (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. i I don't want to talk about the u.s (laughs) i love my family i love my friends still in the u.s but however i love (laughs) germany <laughs> let's, let's get in, let's get into it. First of all, it's Haitian Heritage Month. Um, we yeah, it's really, really imperative. Uh, we're and we're technically, I guess, we would be first gen Haitian Americans. Um, yeah. So we're first generation Haitian Americans. We weren't necessarily um, born in Haiti, but we mm-hmm. um, we carry we carry a flag on our backs. We carry the culture wherever we go. So let me ask you this. What was it like uh, being Haitian, or what was yeah. being Haitian like growing up? Now, granted, this was in the early nineties. Uh, Eighty-six baby here, eighty-six. So, yeah. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> growing up Haitian, whew, it see obviously back in the day, as a kid, you hated you didn't hate your life, but there was a lot of questioning within yourself about the way that you're being brought up. However, as an adult, you look back and you just appreciate everything that you didn't like because it, you know, it brought you to this place of maturity. It brought you to this place of understanding, you know, growing up Haitian, I mean, back, it was, and my mom was strict and everybody knew it. They loved her, but, and I mean, it was strict because she wanted something for her kids and it was love. You know, I didn't see it at 13, but, <laughs> you know, it was, it was love, though, and stuff. And so it's, it's so much appreciation, you know, uh, being to say I, I grew up patient, being able to understand your friend's struggles or, you know, reminiscing back in the day about, you know, like, really, why did they do this or why didn't they do this? So it's just growing up patient was, uh, it was fun. I have my siblings, so, you know, it's. It was cool. 
But it also I really enjoyed Grown Up. It wasn't even that popular. Like, okay, so like we we right the early nineties. So the Fujis were just kind of coming out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we were start, like people were starting to kind of get the the idea of what being Haitian was. But it's right, right. We had an immense struggle being in America. Yep. Being of Haitian descent. You know what I'm saying? Right. They used to, I mean, I don't know. If yeah. <laughs> they used to. No. Oh, you Haitian? So you eat cat? You don't look like a Haitian or whatever else that they exactly. Oh, yeah, it was definitely crazy. I don't like. I didn't too much experience that, um, but I've always heard about it. You like, know, it's just like you know, like so it's uh, maybe because it was in Muni, so it's like you wouldn't say that you were Haitian, you know. So you just kind of try to go with the flow and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it we hear it and it's sad, but now it's 2020 and everybody want to be Haitian. <laughs> right, or some island descent, or they're claiming all of their ancestral roots, and we don't like. We're, I'm not saying that to 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 knock anybody who who loves. Right, them, we not yeah. That wasn't that wasn't the experience when we were growing up. When we were growing up, it was kind of like, bro, you got to be you got to be black, and that's it. And if yeah. you you say you other specifically like being you were in Miami, I was in uh, Broward County. Right, uh, two and, different places, absolutely two different places. <laughs> And then when uh, when you talk about um, for most of the time I live I, I went to schools that were like didn't have a lot of black people it was just mostly like kind of white people white people were just <laughs> terrible <laughs> when it came oh you a foreigner <laughs> let me say something Back there, yeah. now they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Trump uh, Trump early <laughs> early nineties and everybody was Trump <laughs> that's crazy. Now, so was there ever a time when uh, being Haitian that you felt like it was um, like a struggle? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like uh, still continuing the conversation about what it was like growing, growing up being Haitian. But did you ever feel like there was a, a tug of war for you about representing your identity, your true identity? Or, or let me put it this way, being Haitian in America. Right. Having ha Haitian parents who, you know, were born and bred and in, 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 uh, came into came to America, right. and then being you know an American Ray uh, or American born Haitian. Right, right, right. Did you feel like there was a struggle? Um, I mean, for me, I think the only struggle that I think visibly saw was more so as a teenager. It's like where the communication skills when we were out weren't you know perfect, whatever. But other than that, like I can't really say there was the struggle you know with Haitian parents and and I mean it was what they knew you know from Haiti you know not knowing American ways or whatever cases whatever the American way is but it was just like you know we were immigrants so we're not gonna put anything tough that we can't handle type stuff but um I mean th during that time like there's a struggle like I again like my parents like they did the best they could and so it was like they didn't let us see if they were struggling. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or we were struggling, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you got food, you got clothes on your back and stuff like that. So it was just like, what else do you need, you know, as a kid? But of course, you know, as you become a teenager and a young adult and all that stuff, some things shift and it's like, now you understand one way or the other. But other than that, like, nah, I don't. That communication piece though, is it, it's, it's it was is difficult and we're not even talking about communication like in the form of like whether or not they understand you because you're talking about people who came and learned uh 
various languages mm-hmm. or have various languages under under them. Right. But more right. Right. Uh, what's a big what's a big thing? Uh, spending the night over a friend's house, for instance. That 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 wasn't a thing that. Oh would... my goodness. <laughs> Accommodated. <laughs> That did not exist. It was like you got your own bed in your house. Why do you need to share a bed with someone else? Like right. it, it ain't that. I want to bond with friends. <laughs> you know, it's like not like, and they'll make up excuse. Oh well, she can't today. You got a family function all of a sudden. <laughs> ain't no family function. <laughs> like what family function? That I didn't know about. So it. Let me ask you this. When did you receive permission from your family to to date? Is that a thing? Never. Never received permission. There is just, there was it. I still don't have permission there. Just, like, just live your life, Daphne. Live your best life. Oh, so <laughs> if I meet someone along the way, am I not? So, yeah. But no, um, <laughs> I mean, they, and I bug them. I bug, I bug, well, nah, I joke around my mom. I'm just like, mom, I like, you keep asking for this imaginary boyfriend that you think I got, or you want, you know, we talk about marriage or whatever. I'm like, really, mom? Like, did I ever introduce you to anybody? But when we was 15, 16, I wanted to date, and you said, nope. So, <laughs> like, okay, but nah, it, it's funny though, so. Not telling you anything because I wasn't supposed to be dating versus now you want me to go ahead and get married. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the fear was real. We were just like, oh, no, no. Well, no, if we tell you we're dating someone, what's going to happen? Listen, so it's, the, first time, the first time I told, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, the first time I told my parents that I was dating someone, it had more to do with the fact that we went to camp. We went to church camp. And I knew yeah. it was getting ready to be exposed. So I was like, let me go ahead and get ahead of this. So, guys. <laughs> about what you're about to hear, two times probably. But no, our, I mean, our parents had spies everywhere. <laughs> I, was I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends about um, coming to, uh, to Florida to Miami to do a, uh, uh, a trip or whatever. And I was like, Miami is not a vacation for me. So that's, that doesn't work for me. And even if I wanted to come, there was no, there's no way that I can come to Miami, West Huntington, Broward County, Miami, and nobody know. Like, there's no way. The minute I step foot in the airport, someone's going to be like, hey, <laughs> Pastor Mayo, <laughs> first lady. Hey. We saw Yammy. Did you know she was here? Wait, what? It's not, and it's not even that. It's like, oh, I didn't know Yammy was here. She just flew in. It's just they like, oh, we didn't know either. <laughs> like, oh, thanks for letting us know. A problem. A problem. You be out on South Beach living your best life. Somebody drove a taxi cab is over here like, huh? <laughs> or they'll tell somebody who. Told- else and it gets back and it's just kind of like uh exactly now the funny thing too is like okay they send you to school one way and then next thing you know by the time you get home they'll be like oh I'm about to tell you to change my like, <laughs> like how do you know that were you not at work why like, do you know this <laughs> like, you, you know it's 
my clothing. Who told you? Let me figure out what the mole is. Or it'd be like, oh, what were you doing on 125th Street? The school's on 136th. Be like, I just wanted really? to be free. <laughs> 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 no, like, and at that point, you just kind of scan a church parking lot, like, all right, let me try to recognize these cars. <laughs> Who's telling my business? <laughs> my business. <laughs> okay, tell the people where you live, like, what country you live in right now. You hear me? Oh, so I am in Germany, and the um, it's the state that I'm in is called Bavaria, and so it's the southern uh, state um, down in um, Germany, and it's very like mountainous and very um, just open fields, a lot of farmers. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. We have a five star hotel uh, up the up the mountains, which I work at, so it's um, it's pretty sweet, pretty sweet deal. The only thing I know about Germany is um, the Holocaust and chocolate. Honestly. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, what is one thing about you uh, living outside of the United States um, that helps you identify um, or what helps you identify with Haitians um, now that you live outside of the United States? So what helps you identify with being Haitian of Haitian descent living out and that's just, and do you do you ex uh, i know there are parts of the united states there are parts of the world that are mm -hmm. or can thank haiti for their contributions is germany one of those right. um i personally don't know if germany is one of them but um as being seen like haitians you know just being haitian being living outside so at the end of the day we we're, we're black so it and blacks in certain places are still not accepted. You know, that um, some are nicer than others, some are not. Um, but, you know, then, and in, even before being black sometimes, or there it was just like, oh, you're American on our soil, you know? So you have those that don't like Americans. So, I mean, to just be a, a Haitian black American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, all right. And then a woman at that strike, strike, strike. But um, <laughs> but I mean, there's definitely. <laughs> so I mean, there is definitely some um people or cities that are more accepting than others and stuff. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, like I still live in we're the whole world is interesting right now <laughs> when it comes to race and everything like that. So it's just I take it day by day. <laughs> And I mean, how do you how do you uh, maintain the culture where you are? Because I mean, it's easy it's easy I think to maintain the Haitian identity or culture or whatever. Even though these things are kind of embedded in you, but once you become once you become a part when when you dwell in a place that doesn't necessarily embody your culture a lot, it's easy to see. Right. So how do you right. kind of maintain your identity, specifically the Haitian part of your identity, even while not living um, in and around many Haitians? So, I mean, if I'm not, um, if I'm not like cooking some Haitian food, you know, or like when I'm in conversation with my friends, like I'll probably bring up, man, we Haitian, da, 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 da. you know, I'm going to do this. So it's just like kind of reminding them, like, I'm not just another black person, you know, and nothing wrong with being black, but just not just the, you know, that. And then within the workplace, you know, I try to always, you know, basically introduce them to something my culture had like you know my one of my old jobs I made a huge 
jar of fig leaves. You know, we had all the ingredients and it was just easy to make. And, you know, to them, you just translate it to, you know, fermented vegetables, you know, because of the acid and the vinegar. So it's just explaining to them the process of something from your culture that, you know, you grew up with. And I implement that and sometimes it goes, sometimes it doesn't, you know, and stuff. And like my, like my current job right now, we have an appetizer and I uh, like requested fresh banan, you know, fresh plantains, I guess, yeah. in English. And they were like, what, you know, what is that? You know, what is that? Whatever. And, you know, on the order shoes, I think it was just like big banana or something like that, you know? So it, so I was able to be like, <laughs> I was like, able to be like you know, no, this is what this is. And it kind of introduced them to something that, you know, my culture in food, you know, normally has and stuff. And so like between conversations and like try to introduce something new, like if everybody know I'm Haitian. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you implement that specifically in the, the cause the, the Haitian cuisine is hugely underrated. Oh yeah. Hugely underrated. I think I posted something the other day where they were talking about how um, Haitian rice is incomparable to any other rice, Jamaican or, you know, American or, right. or whatever. But a lot of people don't have a point of reference. They don't know. Right. They don't know. I mean, that's true. It's, and it's very true. Like, for me personally, I just love rice. So I'm just like, I like, <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as y'all make it right, add some salt butter, we good. Um, so. How has being Haitian influenced your selection in a career path? That's a good question. That's a good question. So, not traditionally a Haitian, it's not the five pillars of Haitian careers. Right. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's, you know, growing up, you hear it, it's a, it's a robot in your ear. You know, doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, a preacher, uh, with, you know, and so, it, and it was mainly because uh, the arts wasn't, I think, appreciated. Um, you know, much in the culture, because I think within the Haitian culture, like you're just stuck on working and trying to provide for your family. Yeah. And so naturally, here's a position that, that you can take so that you can get more money and not have to struggle the way we struggled to come out, whatever. And so that's all they knew, you know, engineers, scientists, like for them, it's like, it makes big money without understanding. It takes a lot of school. It takes a lot of mental space. It takes a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know? So it's just like, you know, I mean, it's great for those that went that route while we support. And so, I mean, I started in health, high school, and then went to college and was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that health stuff. I don't like science. I was like, okay, you know, I know I'm not going to be a doctor. Cool, put that off the list. Then I went into, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, went into undergrad with a political, political science major. Felt that, I was like, cool, I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, and so after that, you know, you just continue going to school to get that four-year degree because your parents have like planted it in you that this is what the next step is in life, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, went left, graduated, went, okay, I'm gonna be a lawyer, did that, and I went to New York, didn't become a lawyer, <laughs> finally decided. <laughs> finally decided, I was just like, yeah, nope, this is not the career path for me. I don't wanna do it. I'm good. I mean, I think I took like a month before I told my mom because I was scared. Yeah. I told like I told my brothers, bless you. I told my brothers, and um, I was just like, they were just like, well, did you tell mommy? I'm just like, nah. Like, how am I supposed to tell mommy? Like, she, you know, this is what she thought I went to New York for, whatever and stuff. And so, I mean, I eventually told her it was a lot of silence on the phone. 
And y'all already know, silence means disappointment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but you knew exactly what they were saying in silence. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, I was just like, I right, cool. I was like, let me know when you get, get, you know, you're done being mad at me. Call me whenever. Um, <laughs> but it, she finally understood. Then I finally went into something that I was just like, I'm gonna just work, go into business, whatever. I mean, at that point I had my MBA, so I was just like, all right, cool. Um, I could work in the business realm and stuff like that. But then I was the office manager for a construction firm and I did with that, I did all the planning with foods and everything like that. I got to meet chefs, I got to go in the kitchens and all that stuff. And of course, everybody that knew me, you know, know my mom, like I grew up with my mom cooking, you know, in large, you know, not just for the family, but in large events and stuff like that for church, you know, for someone's reception or anything like that. So I grew up in that. So I was literally in the kitchen. Some days I didn't like it, some days I did. I learned to appreciate, you know, a pastel mortar and, you know, blending things the raw way, actually. Um, so it was appreciation. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to culinary school. Um, and legit, and I mean, all this too is like, not just I, 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 but I've literally had a dream about every single place that I've been to. I've lived and everything like that. And that's just like a whole nother <laughs> background story. But, um, and so, you know, after that, I was just like, okay, cool, driving. So I applied, I did apply to go to culinary school in New York and my boss was willing to pay for it because he didn't want to lose me. But then they didn't have financial aid and I was just like, all right, cool. So I was just like, let me just apply to the Cordon Bleu. And if, I was just like, I just want to go the furthest. And so it was California and applied there, you know, and stuff. And it's, it's just, since then, I'm just like, this is my passion. You know, I love this. Like, you know, not only the cooking aspect, but, you know, it's love behind it. And it's like flavor. And, you know, you're always learning something new. So since then, you know, got to, you know, finish school, graduate school. Then one of my chefs did a program in Germany. And um, out of everyone that applied for it, I was the only one that was on the, on the bus, on the airplane to get to Germany from, yeah, from the group. And so um, I was like, cool. So I'll be in Germany for a 15 months would turn into three years. And since then I've never looked back. Like, I love it. <laughs> so you can see that you can see that there's a different level of passion associated with how you, I mean, and we're, I'm talking about from purely from the context of, of um, posting content, but even when you talk about it, when we talk about like growing up or, you know, kind of being on the, the health, or uh, nursing track or whatever versus when uh, uh, um, you become a chef and how it's taking you from kind of places places that you wanted to see, you can tell that there is a passion associated with it and it's kind of a new dream and a new era that lives on in you so that, right. and I think that it's inspirational, especially to, you know, people who might be in in cultures where like most of the, the, the go and it's nothing wrong, again, nothing wrong with, with lawyer, doctor, nurse, or whatever, right. but uh, exactly. being able to expose um, our culture, our people um, to a different trajectory and right. trajectory that can also create you know, new experiences and wealth, generational wealth, right. if that's what you want. Right, exactly. 
So I think that's I, I think that's dope, and I'm really happy that you were able to kind of create and find your passion. What I do want you to do now, though, is talk about kind of your brand. You know what you want to accomplish with being, you know, Chef Daphne uh, Eugene, specifically on social media platforms and your YouTube channel, so that people can get a feel of kind of what you're interested in doing. Um, like as of right now, of course, started. I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel, and like my page is really just to, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of put my pictures and my thoughts on a plate, you know, out there and like kind of like see progress, you know, because the first picture is completely different and it's been the second picture, either if it's plating, either if it's the, maybe the first picture was dim, I didn't know about editing and stuff like that. And so just kind of like, like kind of exposing myself and thought, you know, on a plate, you know, for people to, you know, some days are easier. Right now I'm like more focused on home, like being at home because we're, we're all at home and so things that you can cook with my situation where it's like a two stove top you know it's a small kitchen but I still can come out and put this you know this you know on a plate you know and eat it and it's flavorful and it's good um and so just kind of like this month I'm focused, definitely focused on you know remembering my childhood favorites you know as a kid and my mom's kitchen and stuff like that and so just kind of want to put our culture out there and I mean for me in my brand it's like just you know, the real, the, you know, kind of like the home girl in a sense like that to, you know, I got you, you know, positive vibes and stuff like that. So like, whenever people look at my food or like, you know, my brand as a whole, I just want to, I just want them to see, a, you know, a real person, not, you know, conform to a structure and stuff like that, which I'm still learning, you know, to get out of that because I still think about growing up Haitian, you, your parents, like, you grow up with like, like so many things in your head, which you should do, which you shouldn't do. And stuff like that is this okay is this not okay and so there's i mean even though i think we've broken a lot of it thus far within like who we are but i think there's still that little voice there's still that little one that's still holding on to like should i do this should i not do this like is it am i talking or is it my parents <laughs> a whole talking, you know so whole PR thing we are a living uh, you, when you grow up in a Asian household you learn what it means to be a pr representative should exactly. you how is this structured? How is going to look to other people? How are other people going to perceive that stuff? And it's not bad per se, but it's a, it's a hindrance, especially when you're creative. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's the biggest one, biggest. And I mean, I mean, of course, I know we all get stuck in that, in that realm and stuff. And I think I'm probably like 70%, I got this, forget the haters, whatever. And then 30%, you know, well, what if they don't like it? Or what if it's showing too much? Like, what, what, what? And then it's like, you know, sometimes a 30 overrides a 70, you know? And, and so it's, you know, being in that realm, it's, it's just hard. And I mean, I'm, not, I'm just a starter. Like, I don't know anything. Like, whatever I'm putting out there is, you know, I don't know until I know, you know? And so it's just like, you know, putting it out there, what do I have? And I think my biggest focus is use what you have to do, what you can now, you know? So like, I can't focus on something I don't have to try to, you know, so it's like, I don't have the perfect backdrop. I don't have the perfect camera. I don't have the perfect, yada, yada. you know, so it's just like, just, but just put it out there. You're like, you never know who's going to listen to, you never know who's going to hear it, you know, who is going to touch and stuff like that. And um, I think my brand, like me as a person, you see it in my food, you know, and that's what, that's what I want to get into. Like just me, you know, into my stuff. Hopefully when they get cookbook deals, see my stuff in stores, you never know. Just putting it all out there. <laughs> But that's, that's exactly what it is. And, 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 and I know to some degree, 
it's kind of like I think become being Haitian, we are also taught to be fairly secretive. So right. you no, know, you don't want to put too much information out there because you don't want everybody to know that this is the dream, so that they don't go ahead and and um, they don't go ahead and try to snatch it. But at the same time. Right. What is for you is for you. You know what I'm saying, and that's the foundation of what we what we know to be true. What is for you is going to be for you. Yeah, it's going to have you know uh, tension. You're going to struggle with it at some point. You're gonna you're going to have to fight for it to some degree. Right. And by fighting for it, it's for, yeah, it's for you. But fighting to continue and to be persistent, even when you don't feel necessarily like you're apt or you're able to. But I do yeah. think that there is some uh, some level of um, uh, importance and also audibly speaking what it is that you that you want and specifically to for us because we're friends so right what you want uh, your expectation from me should be and i'm praying so that god gives you the vision and the uh, and the provision to go ahead and do that specifically for his glory i mean right. to do it in general but i understand too sometimes it's kind of like i don't want to put this content out because you know i'm emo so if I put it out and it get four likes, I have a problem with it. <laughs> but I think Kevin yeah. said it like in one of his posts. He was just kind of like, "Bro, just put it out, just do it, just yeah, yeah just put it out there." Like Tyler Perry once said, um, "You know who? Um, like who cares what they think? You know." And it's just like, you know what? You're right. You know, I mean, because you're gonna do what's comfortable for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, cause this is who you are, you know? And so it's just like, they either, either they understand it or they don't. And if they don't understand it, let's have a conversation, you know, probably help somebody else, you know, do it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, <laughs> definitely perception and, you know, how people see you and you just want, you want them something, you want to give them something they can relate to. I just want to, like, I just want them, cause honestly, like every time I write something or post something, I always get a message, either a DM or something, and it's always just like, oh my gosh, I needed this today, thank you. You know, or, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I didn't want to post that, but the fact that I just pushed through and did, you know, and for it to touch somebody, you know, that alone, because you don't know how many stuff your, your page touches, you know, you don't know how many people. Um, and so for me, I'm just like, I just want them to see, like, whatever, whatever I'm doing, you know, cookbooks, YouTube, pay, like, we're human. You know, it's just like love. Like, I just want you to see someone that is genuine, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is the core of what being Haitian is, quite honestly. Because one, we're intense. <laughs> we're super intense in how we, how we do. <laughs> most of, I, 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 I don't want to generalize most uh, Haitians, but generally, right. when you meet us, we're always on, we can be on 10. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah got to do with extreme um passion anyway i am so happy that i got a chance to do this with you my friend hey, me too I'm so happy we did this oh my long-term friend i'm proud of you i really am Thank i really you. proud of that you're pursuing you know your passion that you're um continuing to be the light that you've always been to kind of not just the community that you were brought up with but just mm -hmm. the uh, overall i'm I'm completely envious of the way you travel because I don't know if I thought that you would like I don't not to say that you wouldn't be traveling, but I I definitely I feel like we're we're a little bit swapped. <laughs> I think so too. I would have had a second child by now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think if ever 
if when we were talking years ago, we thought about like what our lives were gonna be, and it would be me at home <laughs> with, right. with the kid, yeah. and then you. Try, we would be yes, but okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once it once it hit, once once that love when that travel bug hit, it's hard to get up. Well, I tell you, I I spent one summer. Yeah. I, I spent one year traveling a lot, and I was like, I was, it, it, it was kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But I'm proud of you. I, I think, that you, I think you, that you're excellent, and you're excellent in everything that you do. And I think that um, yeah. I'm really glad to know you as a friend, just in general. And then and I'm, I'm happy that through, you know, time zones and distance, and whatever, we still kind of right. have the same energy. And I'm proud of just kind of you pushing forth to do what you were created to do, which which is feed the world, child. Thank so. you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm definitely happy to be happy and stuff. And I mean, it's definitely great seeing our transition. Like, our, I just love our transitions, you know, in life and stuff like that. And there's like, you know, no hard feelings, always love and stuff. And I mean, I can't wait to see what you got come, got us got come for us um, with your platforms and the funny thing is, literally, like, I'm, like, probably thinking in my head, and at any point in time, I'm just, like, you know, to be honest, because I just think about you, like, <laughs> can I be honest with y'all? <laughs> um, so it's it's definitely one of those, it, I'm happy social media, you know, is there to connect us and keep us updated with each other, even though we don't physically, you know, talk or see each other, but there's always that love that we, that crosses borders, that crosses waters and stuff, and, and it's always love whenever I come visit, you know, and stuff, so... It's, never changes. It's, never changes. Zip boom bop. <laughs> like what they used to say in the back of the church van <laughs> that we used to travel. Zip girl. boom bop. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was awesome um, having this combo with you. I hope I answered everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's honest time. To get it. You know what I'm saying? It's really just yeah. kind of perspective. And I'm right. And I, I, honestly, I just kind of want people to see how how amazing you are. If I can, you know, if I can use all my platforms, people have always looked out for me. If I can use all my platforms to to highlight not just basic things, but all my friends in general in some mm -hmm. kind of way that makes sense for um, what I'm promoting, that's what I want to do. And you're first up. <laughs> Thank you. So so I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear it. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, girl, I ain't gonna keep it too long. Thank you so much for being uh, with us. And again, if they want to follow you or you subscribe to your channel, what, how can they do so? All right, hold on, wait, wait. You're frozen. Oh no. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. Okay. How can how okay, can yeah. you follow uh, or uh, subscribe to your channel and stuff? Okay. So on. Uh, uh, my personal Instagram is the T H E Vine Beauty. Um, my chef page is Chef Daphne Eugene. No space, no anything. Um, you can find me. That's mainly right now. Where, where you can find me, and you can find me on YouTube by my first and last name, Daphne Eugene. Y'all follow, like, subscribe, and enjoy the uh, wonderful things that Daphne Eugene, Chef Daphne the Vine Beauty, is providing. <laughs> All right. Bye, honey. See you Bye. next time. <laughs>
I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to my conversation with Chef Daphne Eugene, aka Divine Beauty, BKA Daphne Eugene. She's such uh, a beautiful soul and uh, she has really great recipes. So go ahead and follow her on all of the social media platforms that she listed. And stay tuned because we're going to um, be having more conversations this month, the month of May, with other um, members of my friendship group who happen to be Haitian and uh, doing some dope, amazing things to help make the world a bigger, brighter, and better place. Ah, uh, well, I think we've talked enough, so I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.